Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead, and I am so excited. 2024 is here. This is the first episode of our new year. We're really, really excited. And so Micah, my co-host, my partner in crime, the Batman to my Robin, I am just, can't do much without this guy. So Micah, what are we talking about today? Well, you mentioned Batman and Robin, but not that film. We're going to, yeah, we're going to talk, we're going to talk through. We're going to talk through some Batmans and why it's our favorite and what's our favorite, I guess, and the different versions over the years of, of the Batman character and the the, the actors that have portrayed uh, the role of Bruce Wayne and or Batman. So I'm pretty excited because he's my favorite DC superhero. I know. I was when we were talking about doing this, I just saw you get pretty excited about, hey, let's do a whole Batman episode. Let's talk about him. We've, we've talked about characters like Daredevil and Spider-Man and Captain America but to hop over uh, to the DC side of things and to talk about uh, Batman, I just I think this will be a really fun episode. Well, I you know I don't you know and I know that we don't do video versions of this podcast, but you know right behind All me, the I've Batman got this, memorabilia. I've got this. I've got this comic book. Uh, it's a really cool one. It's called the um, Legends of the Dark Knight, and it's got you know the Joker on the cover, but it's got um, a cat. The Joker's holding a cat, and he's like got a Joker face. Got this cool Batman ornament. My wife painted this for me when we were dating. Like, it's just like, I'm a huge um, Batman collector. I have <laughs> these Batman action figures right here. Like the old school 90s Batman action figures. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, Batman's my favorite superhero in the DC universe. Um, Superman would probably be a close second, but Batman for sure. So, if Batman's your favorite, I need to ask, if you took all the Batmans... And we lined them up, and you had to order them from favorite to least favorite. Okay, so start with your favorite and then start working your way down. We've got Adam West. You've got Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. We've got uh, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Robert Pattinson for live action. You also have Kevin Conroy uh, and uh, Will Fidel. Yep. I mean, there's there's all like these Batman, right? Yeah. Will Arnett did Lego Batman. So if you're if you've got those ten guys ahead of you, <laughs> where do you place them? Let's just let's just even say top three. Like just go with your top three. Hmm. Controversial, probably for sure, because everybody's got their favorite Batmans. Um, yeah. I think you can do three to one or one to three. Start with like your one. favorite and then work down. Hmm. Favorite's probably got to be Christian Bale because I thought he was a good mixture of both Batman and Bruce Wayne. Um, and I just love the the Dark Knight trilogy. I think they're iconic films. Um, and I sent you a video last night, actually, as we recorded this and uh, about this guy who did Heath Ledger's makeup, the makeup. as the Joker. And I thought yeah. that was I had never seen that before. And I was like, that's really, really cool. Um, and everybody thought Heath did his own makeup and um he talked a little bit about how the makeup got on his hands as they were doing the makeup and they kept it for some of the shots. And that wasn't intentional to, to get started when they did the dark Knight movie. So um, I just love the Christian Bale portrayal of Batman, especially playing off of Scarecrow and, off, you know, Harvey Dent, Two-Face, Joker, not so much Bane. That wasn't my favorite, but the Joker, that whole thing was just, you know, amazing. Um, yeah with the dark Knight, and that film came out in 2008. So like, we're, we're talking <laughs> a good, good chunk of time in between now and then. And I watch that movie still today. Um, 
probably coming in at number two, Michael Keaton. I, I just love his acting range. Um, even as he's came back and, you know, last year when he did the flash, um, the Michael Keaton, Batman came back in the flash movie. And I thought even 30 years removed from the eighties and nineties, he just absolutely crushes it as oh, yeah. um, Batman. And I think he's a better Batman than Bruce Wayne. But again, I think he's a good combination of both similar to Christian Bale. Um, he, just his acting and you and I were on the phone earlier today and we were talking about his acting and Spider-Man uh, homecoming and how good it was. And um, the man's in his seventies and he's just a stellar actor and just, he just does so good in every role he's in. And um, you had mentioned about how he, you know, even the scene in the car with Peter Parker and he's, you know, basically threatening his life with a gun and like, it's just so powerful. And um, he wasn't the vulture in that scene. He wasn't Batman. He was just literally the guy he was just playing. Dad. In the movie. Yeah, yeah. He was the dad protecting his daughter and um, just phenomenal actor. Um, they re- the eighties Batman was, is one of my favorites. Um, my best friend from college, Cole, he loves Batman returns. He'll say that's his favorite Batman movie, even with all the other ones that are out. I don't know why he loves that one so much, but he, I think he loves Danny DeVito's penguin. Um, mm. he just really enjoys that. And, um, I don't know. He loves that movie, you know, but Michael Keaton comes back and that movie is Batman and just everything Michael Keaton does with the Batman character has just been really, really good. And I think, um, he did a better job of Batman than Bruce Wayne, in my opinion, but he, he did a good Bruce Wayne too. So, um, yeah, that's probably number two for me. And then number three is going to be kind of controversial, I think. And 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 this is this is nothing against you know any of the other people that have portrayed Batman, but I really like Val Kilmer's in, interpretation of Batman. I really mm, love. Okay. I really love Batman Forever is probably one of my favorite Batman movies, just because it was just so different, and um, it was still the same story told of Bruce Wayne and Batman. However, it was like. I don't know. It was it was just different. And Val Kilmer brought a different light to the character of being Bruce Wayne. And especially the story that was told was how it was very haunting for him to lose both of his parents in the way that he did. And he had to go to counseling. And, he, and you know, you and I have you know, shared openly about mental health on this podcast and the importance of that. And um, going to counseling both ourselves have been in counseling and, and the importance of that. And so I watched this a couple of weeks ago and I was really like, oh, Bruce Wayne's pretty screwed up. Right. He, he he's, has a lot of trauma as a child, but his parents were murdered in front of his very eyes. And so I uh, I had a whole new appreciation for that way, the way they told the story in Batman Forever. And I mean, Tommy Lee Jones, as Two-Face was good. And so was Jim Carrey as the Riddler. It was it was hokey. It was comic booky. However, I thought that they did really well for it being the 90s. And so I think Val Kilmer for me would be I, I know that's kind of a wild card. But I, I enjoyed his Batman. And I think, too, like, you know, we haven't made any jokes yet as, as of this recording about we haven't talked about the suits and the different iterations of the suits. And, you know, we make we like well, to we'll make fun of there. I know we like to make fun of George Clooney's, you know, suit, <clears throat> rubber nipple suit in the, the Batman and Robin movie. <laughs> um, that was the other thing. I love the, the introduction of Robin in Batman Forever. So um, we with Chris O'Donnell. We, yes, we didn't get that in Batman and Batman Returns. So. The only other time we got that was the Adam West version. So, uh, and live action. 
But, what are you um, talking about? We had we had uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt coming in to play Robin. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you know, um, Val Kilmer for me for whatever reason, I think it's a good. I think you know of all the Batman movies that I, you know I enjoy watching all of them, but like if I'm really like if I wake up early on a Saturday and like Alicia's still in bed, I'm throwing on Batman Forever. Just because I and back to the suit conversation for a minute, I think that Val Kilmer's Batman suit was close enough to the Keaton Batman suit that, it, but it wasn't. But by the time they get to Batman and Robin and George Clooney and stuff, they just get kind of too cute with the costumes. I really like the tastefulness of, of his suit in, in Batman Forever. So, if you were ranking your top three, is that a fair top three? By the way, is that that's a fair, that's that's a fair, fair? top three? That's a, that's definitely fair. Um, I would not go Val Kilmer. Um, I know it's a wild card. I know it's a yeah. complete and total. But my wild card is going to be in there too. So um, it's Robert Pattinson, isn't it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> to be honest, my number one choice. West. Very off the wall. Not everybody's going to like it. Oh, that would have been good. But I no. thought that's where you were going. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Ben Affleck. You know, and I've taught, I've said this in other podcasts. I the more I watch Justice League and the DCE version, I really enjoy enjoy his Bruce Wayne. I really do. I I love that he's the older, more mature Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and he just brings a dip, he has a little salt and pepper in his hair. He, he's he's a he's an established hero. His suit's cool. I know his suit got a little bit of crap because the ears were so small, especially in the helmet. But like, I, the more I watch him. The more I watch those films, the more I enjoy Ben Affleck's version. Sorry, I'm stealing your. Yeah, no, 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 I, no. It's it's all good. You're excited, and and Batman is a fun character to talk about. What I struggled with his suit specifically is like people are like, oh, the ears, and I'm like, no, like you need a little bit more of the blues and grays in there as well. And then they ended up doing that by the time we got to the Flash. Like his first one was a little bit more your your darker blacks and i was like no 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 throw in the blues and grays like you're you're going for more of a comic book accurate the dark knight was not a comic book like super super comic booky like it was we loosely adapted stuff from the comics and i'm like it was more of a a real life tactical like i would have loved to see ben affleck take on villains like freeze and clayface and and like all these different like different ones, like you don't have to make it super realistic because the universe that they were playing in had gods and monsters and, and things like, I was like, you're, you're cracking just the the surface. You're not really even breaking through yet. And this, this Batman was done so well. And every time that they changed his outfit a little bit here or there, like I just, I really enjoyed it. I loved the way that he handled it. His, his Bruce and his Batman were both really, really good. And, and that's my favorite Batman to be honest. Well, and I think too that like, aside from the Adam West, you know, super comic book accurate with the gray and the blue and the yellow, you didn't get that with any of the guys in the eighties and the nineties. No, and, or and, even early two thousands with Christian Bale, you didn't get that either. And I'm I'm totally fine with you doing a tactical suit, black suit. Like I I don't care if in the comics, like if they want to go that route, that's fine. But I love the original nods of hey, let's add a little bit of blue in here. Hey, let's like let's make him like something to be feared. We want him to be seen coming a little bit, but like also have the black, like that Cape and the cowl. Like, I think that it just, just the way that they handled his suit was really, really well done. 
And I oh, love, and, I, and I would say I too that like Affleck. with Ben Affleck's version, um, especially in Batman versus Superman, I don't think we'd ever got a live action version of the suit that he wore when he went to war with Superman. The one that um, no, the armor, no, the armor thing. Yeah. yeah, it was it was unique and it was done well. And to pit those characters against each other, I hate that they did it the same year that Civil War came out. Like yeah. that that was really difficult because you're now comparing the two. Um, and you will always compare the two that way. Um, it is what it is, but I, I love the way that they handled it. Um, so yeah, Ben Affleck is, is solid. Number one, uh, number two, I, I kind of bounce back and forth here. Um, cause I, I would love to say Adam West is my number two, but I think that Michael Keaton is probably my number two. Um, because Michael Keaton just having him come back, he carried like, the Flash movie. A, yeah, <laughs> let's just it be was, honest. It was, it was not the Flash. This was the Flash and Batman. Really, it was Batman Flashpoint. <laughs> like, like that's really what they should have titled it. Was, was Bat- Batman Returns? Returns. <laughs> <laughs> Batman Forever and Always. <laughs> Something. So, so I mean. They just they handled it really, really well, and I think they brought in the right characters for the right moments for the right time, and like even with a botched story, because I did not care for the Flash as much as some other people did. Um, like I, I feel like they really botched that story, and for them to come in and have him basically carry this movie, like it was bearable because of Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. and like his first outing is iconic. Like that was that was the first time Batman had been brought onto the big screen. Nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, like it had been. I was going to ask you 20, because you're about a decade old, younger than I am, and you know, that's wrong with it. I was going to ask you like how much you like Batman and Batman Returns because they're not for everybody. They're not. Um, I grew up watching those. We lived in Alliance, Ohio, uh, in the northeast section of Ohio, for a while. And I remember my buddy Ryan who got me hooked on Batman and we just loved Batman. We thought Batman was cool. I didn't know that Batman had a movie. And this is back in old days where VHS ruled and we got VHS tapes of Batman and Batman returns from like the, the goodwill or whatever was in the area. And then, uh, I remember Batman forever and Batman and Robin were both like, very new or they had just come out like around the time that I had, I'd started collecting some Batman stuff. And so like I had a Batmobile, I had the action figures and all that. So like those were iconic to me. They're not something that I'm just going to sit down and watch just regularly. Um, because by the time that I was high school, college, um, that was when the MCU had started kicking off. And, and there was a lot of like, those are the movies that I reminisce with is because like that was coming out in my, my, formative years that I was watching movies a lot. Um, and so well, I think too, that, that like a, the Batman, the Batman and Batman returns movies were shot in the late eighties, early nineties. And they kind of depicted Gotham city based on the time and history in which they were in. And they tried to, to, to run those parallel with the story of Batman, which there's nothing wrong with that, but like, you know, all these four, you know, and you know, you throw you throw nineteen eighty nine Batman on. He's gonna be like, why? Like, even in like, let's say he's ten years old. Let's say in six years, you throw that on for him. He's gonna be like, this looks super old because it is. I mean, it's nineteen eighty nine versus two thousand and twenty three. Yep. Um, and but but for the time and the the 
the cinematography of that decade and that generation, phenomenal. But that's, I think, why they're not everybody's cup of tea is because they're older now. It's like uh, I was showing Alicia the Adam West Batman movie the other day, and like she's like, wow, this is this is really cool. But like, let's be honest, how cheesy – I mean, and I know it's supposed oh, to be cheesy. They're so cheesy. There's a but part where they're they're out of the running out of the Batmobile, and Robin literally trips on his way to the helicopter and like falls, and he just keeps going. And it's like you couldn't have reshot that. <laughs> well, and and here here's another thing: they didn't care. Like they right. were riding on the fact that Batman was going to carry this thing, yes. and it didn't matter. Like, yeah, those are cheesy. Yeah, that like have some of those fun moments in there, and and for the eagle-eyed viewer who's who's sitting back. 30, 40 years later, yeah, we're we're enjoying them. Because, like, by the time that 2030, well, 2029, that movie will have turned 40 years old. Yeah. And it's like, my kid will be 10 that December. And it's like, okay, he's going to be watching a 40-year-old movie, and that's kind of like with us as Star Wars. Like, they just hit the 40th anniversary, like, what? almost 10 years ago. Yeah. So it's, it's like, we're coming up like it's what? 45 now. Something like that. 45, 46 years old. Like it's, it's had, it's had time. It's, it's grown. And it, and it like, my kid will never know star Wars the same way that we did. My kid will not like, I remember watching star Wars before star Wars one, two and three came out. I remember watching them as the 97, uh, three theatrical releases and then the dv or the vhs's were re-released and i remember the the 2000s remakes and i remember like every time that they would add something i remember there being changes and so like batman has not been changed because it's supposed to be cheesy which leads into my number three pick being adam west adam west when he delivers the line some days you just can't get rid of a bomb like have you ever I'm really seen surprised the, the, I'm yeah. I, I'm really surprised you didn't pick Christian Bale. I that was right in the middle of that was right in the middle of like your your teen years. Yeah, yeah. So so Batman uh, Begins came out in 2006, the summer or five, um, I think. Right. So so yeah, 2005. 2005 when Batman dropped that summer, we went uh, home to Kansas, and and mom and dad are from from Wichita. And we were sitting there and my grandparents' house, my, my dad's parents, and he said, who wants to go to the drive-in tonight? And none of us had ever been. And he was like, we're going to pop popcorn, we're going to take you, and we're going to go see a movie. The very first movie I'd ever seen in a drive-in was Batman Begins. And there's sentimental value. Don't get me wrong. I think Christian Bale did fantastic. I think all three of those movies are stellar um, I'll throw those on before I'll throw on 90% of the movies that came out before 2000. Um, that's just, there's very few movies I'll, I'll pick before I'll walk. Like if I'm between the two and I get that Christian Bale is phenomenal, but there's something to be said about the quirkiness and the kookiness of Adam West. And, and you were talking about this offline earlier when he walks in and he says, uh, on big bang theory, what's an Aflac? <laughs> like, to be able to be so much older, show up on something that's not even directly related, but just years later show up, like that was huge. And like the old school, because because they used to, what was really cool about this, and I don't know if you know this, 
they would drop two episodes a week. But yeah, they I used to watch them. them. Okay, so they didn't drop them on the same day. Back in the 60s when they were releasing them, they did them next day. So like you had like Thursday, Friday, they had two episodes. But they would say at the end of the first episode on the same – or same bat time on the same bat channel. Right. And things like, like they would do that. But every episode was like, hey, diddle, diddle, can you, can you name the riddle? And so it was like the first episode is the hey diddle diddle, and then the the second one is can you figure out the riddle or, or like they would always pair them up so that way it like made sense to hey we're watching this episode and then this episode. And I well, wonder I told, if that was partial. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I told Alicia when we threw on the West the Adam West version the other day um, that they had a TV show and it was kind of like they split up the villains that you see in the movie and like you have the episodes oh, yeah. and they brought back those characters and it was just really cool to watch. And I, I love the iconic part of that TV way back in the day did that. And like the groovy him having to dance and do the do the like the like it was just it was great. And Adam West is just he was the pioneer for Batman for for the mass majority of people, because most people didn't realize that there was a Batman back in like the the 30s, 40s or whatever, uh, 50s TV shows like in black and white. Like Adam West really brought it to life and to have all the characters show up to have some of your favorites like Mr. Freeze and the Penguin and Joker, Riddler. like they Riddler, like Catwoman. Catwoman was recast a couple different times and like nobody cared because it was just quirky and fun and it led way for shows like Wonder Woman to come out and all the stuff that we've gotten now, like the Arrowverse would have never happened. Smallville would have never happened if it weren't for Adam West. And I just, I absolutely love it. And I think Adam West is, he's one of those people that I wish I would have met before he passed. I wish that uh, I would have had that opportunity with him because I got to meet Stan. I like, he was on that bucket list of, Oh man, I would have loved for that to happen. But it was, it was really cool that Adam West just, he handled it. And I wish they would have put him in a few different, uh, few different things moving forward. Cause like, they brought back uh, – what was his, his sidekick's name? So the guy who played Robin, what was the actor's name? Burt something, Burt or Burt something. I know it wasn't Burt Reynolds. It wasn't Burt Reynolds. Um, that would have been funny. But anyways, the guy who played his Robin ended up showing up in the Arrowverse's Crisis on Infinite Earths just for a quick scene at seeing the Red Sky. Burt Ward was his name? Burt Ward, yep. Um, and so I think that – like had they brought Adam West in to just be a bystander in the Michael Keaton films and Val Kilmer and George Clooney and, and bring him into the dark Knight series. Like that would have been really cool. But Adam West is just a legend. And so, to, to have that, I, he's my number three. Okay. So if we were to take the same conversation and rank our top three Batman films, would they be the same and line up with the actors that we listed? Probably not. Be different. Okay. I, I, so let's I think do that. Let's do different. that. What's your What's your top three Batman films? I think my top Batman film is Night. Um, like it's just hands down probably one of the greatest films. Period. Uh, like, and I, I won't even say Batman films. I will say period. Like okay. superhero genre of all time. Like it just it, it's it's. I feel like it was very much a superhero equivalent of Star Wars for its day. Like just the the groundbreaking, the way they handled the character, the character development 
um, the bat pod when the, when the tumbler explodes and there's the bat pod and you get two face for a little bit, like everything about that film. I, I and we, we gushed over this in a, a past episode, but just the iconic nature of that film, hands down is my favorite film when it comes to Batman. Um, well, you get, well, you get Heath Ledger and like, oh, yeah, the, there's and, not a single thing bad about that film. I, I cannot like, even the fact that they did a globe trot with it, like, you know me, I, I don't care for globe trotting adventures. Um, I feel like they're often done very poorly. I always reference uh, rise of the silver surfer with, with that one, but they went to Japan and there was just something really cool about seeing Batman in Japan doing a sky hook jump. And like he left Alfred on a boat with twenty thirty of the 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 ballet models, <laughs> like like it was it was a cool globe trot for the adventure, and it fit into the conversation of what it was having. And I think, I, it, I was, think it was gold. Well, I think it was China, it wasn't Japan? Because the guy, China, Japan, it was because the guy yeah, was like, so, I go to Hong Kong. The guy that the, maybe the that's mob guy, yeah, he went to Hong yeah, Kong. Yeah. Well, and I love the story that was being told, like how they they keep the Joker and Batman apart long enough to when they finally catch him and then they bring him together and then they go apart again and then they bring him together all while two faces, you know, going through what he's going through. Right. And then, you know, I love the pacing of that movie and the fact that like, Especially or like maybe the first hour, I think it's like two hours and 37 minutes, two hours, 40 minutes, something like that. But like, I love, especially in the first hour, like you get, you get a scene where Batman's fighting Gotham, right? And he's fighting the underbelly of Gotham. And, but then you get a scene where the Joker's robbing the bank and then you get a scene where the Joker's going to the mob mm-hmm. and you get a scene where Batman's going, burning know, the money. Right. And so like, oh, all, all, that's one of my favorite lines in all of cinema. All you people care about is money. And some people just want to watch the world burn. And he's like, he just takes a cigar out of the guy's mouth and just lights it on fire. And it's like millions of dollars. But anyway, like it, yes, the dark Knight is a solid pick. Number two, I'm going to catch some flack on this. Batman versus Superman. It's one of my absolute favorites. I loved because Ben Affleck being my favorite Batman, I think that the uh, specifically not the theatrical version, the ultimate uh, edition. Yeah, I really I like that version like, better. Yeah, like the 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 theatrical cut was okay, but just the additions from the ultimate cut was really really good. And then I would have to say, just because of like Batman being in it, it's not a Batman film; it is a a film with Batman in it. Zack Snyder's The Justice League. It's a four-hour cut film, um, but I've seen it a few times. It's really, really good, and I just I think he he Ben Affleck coming in and the way that they continued the story from Batman versus Superman. I, I think those, like, those are ones I'll watch. <laughs> the the five seconds that he's in the film. Yes. Well, no. I thought about the Flash, but like the Flash, like if we're basing this off of favorite Batman films. Like the Flash would be in that top five, but it can't be top three. So at least if for me. you if you swapped out a number three with that didn't include Ben Affleck, what would it be? Probably Batman and Robin. Really, George Clooney. I, I don't. I thought you hated I don't really that care. movie. I love that movie. 
I thought you didn't like it. I hate I hate George Clooney as okay. Batman. Okay. I love nice. Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Bane. Like just the the massive build. Like when they like that's that's what I wanted from a film. And Poison Ivy to be in there and like she's seductive but not a prostitute kind of feel. Like it just because like some iterations they've done like a really scantily clad like very very little on her and and they handled her very very well and like the seduction technique that she used on Robin like it was it was just done really really well and like to have like the nightwing suit kind of be there and like that it just was really cool yeah i really wish that they would have done you mentioned batman versus superman i really wish they would have done more to bridge the gap between man of steel and Batman versus Superman, if that makes sense with that story. It's like, it literally, they just pick up a Metropolis. You got five seconds. Yeah, right, you got five see, seconds. And of... you see Superman killing uh, Zod, and it's like, and then, you know, Ben Affleck, Bruce Wayne, is mad about it, and then, you know, they fight throughout the movie, and then they find out each other's mom's names are Martha, which I thought was stupid. But, like, it, I wish they would have done a better, you know, the, we talked about the, we always talk about the connectedness of Marvel but DC really didn't go that route. They did to a degree, but not to the extent of what Marvel does. So DC did something that Marvel copied. And I noticed this the other day. DC handled it actually really, really well of using the fight in Man of Steel as the precursor to get Batman into the fold. So Man of Steel, the giant fight between him and, and Zod, it's tearing apart Metropolis. And Batman happens to be in Metropolis, and he goes in and he's like saving people. He's got the little kid and all that, and they use that as like the the jumping in for Batman for Superman. But then even Flash references the fight in Man of Steel. Like they used Man of Steel as their their niche point. And what I think was really cool there is that Marvel used that idea and improved on it in game. For a while, they were using the snap from Infinity War, and then like everything post Endgame, like you would see Yelena uh, show back up from, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, she showed back up in Hawkeye, and you had uh, in WandaVision, you had Monica show back up, and you like you see all these different people like start to rematerialize, and I'm like, that was a really cool way to handle it, and to use that as like a point. Of reference, and then like you go back and look at Age of Ultron, and like a lot of future stuff ended up using that to help build off of that story. I'm like, that's really really cool. Like I'm excited to see what the next few years of stuff go through. And DC, they just they kind of lost sight of that. And I think if they would have used the events and Man of Steel to kind of help create the Justice League, and be like, okay, who was here on this day? Or like if they would have all been like sitting back and just talking about it and Batman's like, I was in Metropolis that day. Like that would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. Interesting. If I were to pick, or I'm, I guess I'm going to answer the same question. The you know top three films, obviously the dark Knight would be one for me. Um, said that numerous times on our podcast, just, I wasted not I don't want to say wasted, but I spent so much money on that movie the summer it came out, going in and seeing it in the theaters. Um and then buying it when it came out and you know, just so many different moments in that film and 
I think they did a great job of tying that trilogy together. Christopher Nolan with Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises isn't my favorite, but like, again, continuing the story with the same characters and cast and some additions with Bane and, you know, Ra's al Ghul and continuing that story and stuff. It was just really good. So the Dark Knight would obviously be number one for me. Um, number two. Hmm. Probably go Batman 1989 and number three, Batman Forever. Just, you know, to name some that you didn't, those are probably some of my favorites. Um, I think that, you know, just that was my introduction to Batman and seeing Michael Keaton as a young kid. And, you know, we we talk a lot about Heath Ledger's Joker, but Jack Nicholson's Joker was just really good, too. It was a different kind oh, of game, yeah. but it was, it was really, really cool. And he played the crazy guy really, really well, like almost like a comedic crazy. And Heath Ledger's was more of the serial killer crazy. Um, yeah. They were both masterful jobs um, of being that character, but they were just vastly different from one another as far as the way they were portrayed. And so, um, you know, when he, he was very much a mobster and, you know, you just, it just, very, very good. And like the slow burn and the slow introduction of him being who he was to when he gets to, you know, he falls in the acid and, you know, he becomes the Joker and um, he just plays really well off of, of Michael Keaton. And so um, just really enjoyed 89 Batman. And then obviously Batman forever. I don't know why I, I think, you know, as a kid, my uncle Aaron would take us a lot of times to movies and, gave us, you know, our first gaming system when we were young kids. And so he took me and my brother to go see Batman forever when it came out. And so I think that's why I have such a sentimental attachment to it. And I think, you know, as I've gotten older and I mentioned earlier, like the mental health component of, of telling Bruce Wayne's story of trauma and, um, Falcom were just being such a different version. I thought it was great. They continued with the suit and made modifications on it, but it was still very similar to the Michael Keaton suit enjoyed yep. that um the slow introduction of robin um and kind of talking about how his family you know was in the circus and then they were murdered and you know how angry he was at two-face and um i really like i think it's underrated but like two-faces um you know the interpretation of two-face by by tommy lee jones i think he just did a phenomenal job of that character and you know you yeah if fast forward 30 years and again, like comparing Nicholson to, to Heath Ledger, you get such a different version of the Riddler in the Pattinson Batman, very serial killer, very manipulative, very dark and dingy. Whereas Jim Carrey's was very comedic and funny, but he was also crazy. He was, he was nuts. <laughs> he was nuts, but just in a very different way. Um, I don't know. I really liked Jim Carrey's portrayal of that character too. So but as a kid, you know, I, you know, I thought that was just so cool. Um, yeah. So I think those are my top three. If you were to pick one dark horse that you think is underrated, what would you pick? Like dark or, you know, like uh Batman film that's, you think is super underrated. And if you even need to think about squad. that, no, he wasn't <laughs> in this. He, <laughs> you're talking about suicide squad from like 17. From 16, yeah. From 16, sorry. 
Really? Um, no. <laughs> Super underrated film. Uh, no, I, I think that if I was going to say an underrated film, I think Batman Begins doesn't get enough love. Dang it, you p- took my pick. It's okay. Hey, I've got another question for us right after this. No, no, no. So go go okay. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I think that Batman Begins just genuinely it, – it gets eclipsed by its sequels. Like yes. there's not a bad film in that franchise. And especially for being 2005, 2008, and 2012, it was stellar. So Batman Begins. Yeah, I love the story – that they tell with, you know, him kind of like almost being ashamed of his family name. And, you know, he goes off, he goes to jail, he's stealing stuff. And he's like, why would you steal stuff? And it's, he's not really stealing because it's his stuff and he owns it. And I love the story that they tell um, with, you know, him really just giving, credence to the character of Batman and developing the Batman and who he is and um, especially designing the suit, designing the armor, designing, you know, everything um, with, with Lucius. And I, I, it's just a great um, story that's told with uh, building that character. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Uh, I think you you made some good points. My last question before we wrap up on this episode is out of all the villains, who was your favorite and who do you want to see in a future Batman film? Um, I, you just say villain. Yeah. Villain. Well, that's kind of an obvious answer. Um, probably Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, you'd have like, there, is there another answer? <laughs> that's fair. How about we do this? What? Best best villain that we think, but let's do one that we think it's underrated as well. Um, okay. I but think, then I also want to know like who you want to see, like what that, the character for future. Totally fine. Uh, Heath Ledger's Joker, hundred percent. Most underrated, I, I would say, is probably. I don't think Aaron Eckhart gets a lot of love as Two Face and Harvey Dent. And I don't know why, because I thought he did a phenomenal job. But if if I were staying within the Christopher Nolan trilogy, I probably would go with Scarecrow. I don't think that he got enough love either. Um, yeah. I don't know if you would agree with that or not. But, like, we talk about it all the time, too, for future villains. I really want Mr. Freeze to be, to be brought back. I just want, like, a 2023, 2025, whatever Batman projects are in the future, down the pipeline. I want... I want how awesome Mr. Freeze was to us as kids in the nineties to be redone in the, you know, now um, with the technology, with the filming, with the cinematography, whatever you want to call it. I want it to be, you know, you mentioned it. I don't even know what episode we did, but it was a while back. You talked about how cool would it be if Mr. Freeze was brought back, you know, in a live action role in 2023 or 2020, whatever, Um, just how they could redo the suit you know, redo the makeup, you know, make his, you know, eyes light up red, you know, all the, all the crazy stuff to make him just look With super the goggles. Menacing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. like you talked about that in a different episode, but like, I think that I really, I, I, I don't think I really know that I want 
Mr. Freeze to be um, brought back to life, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Are those fair picks? (laughs) I keep asking you that, but are those fair picks? Oh, absolutely they are. Okay. Uh, Favorite villain? Yeah, hands down, Heath Ledger's the Joker. That just was amazing. Most underrated, in my opinion, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Freeze well. I just, I love that Ice character. Ice to meet you. Ice to meet you. Chill out. <laughs> just like, I love, I love the way that they handled him. And I, I didn't even have a problem with the suit. Like he looked good. I loved everything about it. Like it felt very comic booky. It felt very cheesy. I thought it was great. I think the villain that I really want to see done like in Batman and the brave and the bold, like whatever, like they're starting to go into. I want to see Deathstroke so bad. Um, Are you aware of who Deathstroke is? Okay. Um, So, so Deathstroke for all of our listeners, Deathstroke is a character that um, is a Batman and green arrow villain. Uh, primarily now he's also been a justice league villain and he shows up against other people, but, uh, he was a mercenary from Australia who, uh, he ended up losing an eye at one point. So he's got like an eye patch and one eye and, um, he, he's worked for the league of assassins. He's like, he's one of the, the deadliest mercenaries on earth. And uh, like, he's got a hockey mask that is like half covered and it's full orange. And then the other has the eye hole and it's, it's black. And sometimes it's a mask and sometimes like there's just different interpretations. Manu Bennett played a phenomenal, phenomenal Deathstroke in the show Arrow. And they were bringing Joe Manganiello in for the DCEU to play Deathstroke. And I was stoked for that. Um, But they just they didn't continue that. So I'm really hoping like that they'll do a League of Assassins kind of thing and Ra's al Ghul. uh, and they'll bring in Robin being Batman's son, uh, Damien. They'll, they'll bring that one in. Um, I hope they'll kind of go that route, and then we get a death stroke. Like, that would be just awesome. Yeah, I think that would be cool, too. Um, I don't know. I've really just wanted Mr. Freeze lately. i just <laughs> been kind of on that kick. And I watched Batman and Robin the other day because we were working on the house and we were just throwing random movies on. And I, 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 could agree, I couldn't agree more. Like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's interpretation of that character was, for me, it made that movie. Oh, like, yeah. you know, I, I was telling, I think I told you on the phone the other day when one of my favorite parts is like, um, where he, he, he freezes Robin and he tells Batman, he's like, what are you going to do, Batman? You're going to chase me. Or you're going to save the boy. He's got, you got like 13 minutes to thaw him out or whatever. And he's like, I'll kill you next time. And then he freezes <laughs> the wall and then he rubs through the ice. So the Batman can and he see smiles him and he waves at, him. at him and he smiles and he, <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> It's one of my favorite parts of that movie, but I think he totally he like, makes that movie. But he he helped taunt, and he like he was doing the wrong things for the right reason, and like that's the character. Like he's well, trying to save his wife. Well, and I love too that like we talk a lot about redemption or lack thereof in superhero movies. At the end of Batman and Robin, he doesn't die, but Bruce arranges so that he can be in prison, but continue his research to save his wife. Like, yeah. how cool was that? You never get that in movies. No. And that's, that's the kind of thing. Like, I think Marvel has done a disservice to their own characters by like not giving enough Spider-Man films to give us enough or like 
if they did a TV show, honestly, they just need to do like seasons of this show and say, here's the bad guy for this season and like fully tell a story because like Vulture can come back and Mysterio can come back and all these villains, you could reuse them over and over and over again. And that's what I want. I want a character that I love to see. Well, Vulture did come back in Morbius. (laughs) Well, and he's supposedly coming back in Spider-Man four. So like, there's all these different things. I'm just sitting there and I'm like, all right, we'll figure it out. So, well, all of our listeners, thank you so much for following us. We love to do this with you guys, and we will catch you next time here on Nerd Talk. <laughs>